Hello, I'm Owen. Welcome to Wellspring Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad you're listening. For more information on all that's going on at Wellspring, please visit www.wellspringbaptistchurch.org. I hope this message is a blessing to you. Bibles and go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. We're going to begin reading in verse 3. The Bible says, Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, Forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostles said unto the Lord, Increase our faith. And the Lord said, If ye had faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye may say unto this sycamore tree, Be thou plucked up by the root, and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. I want to talk this morning just a little bit about increase our faith. Increase our faith. I think, you know, a lot of you are uh, in, in your personal lives and your careers and families and homes are needing Needing that faith, God to increase your faith, taking new steps, new journeys, new things in your lives where you're uh, saying, Lord, I need your help. I need you to guide me. I need you to show me. I need you to, uh, to uh, open up these doors. But we know that it's by faith that God does these things, right? That's the way that we've been called to live and called to walk is by faith. And he likens faith here as a seed, something very small. Right? Something very small, but alive and living. And as we will continue to read and see that it is something that is eternal, something that has an eternal impact. We remember from the parable of the sower and the seed that the seed in there in that parable was what? The word of God. And it's that seed of the word of God and that seed of faith that brings Eternal life. 
It gives eternal life. First uh, Peter chapter one, verse 23, the Bible says being born again. There's that biblical term born again, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God. There's an incorruptible seed, an eternal, everlasting seed that that causes life. In an individual to be born again. This is brought about by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever for all flesh is as grass and the glory of man is the flower flower of grass. But the grass withereth and the flower thereof uh, falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word by the by the gospel is by which the gospel is preached Unto you. So born again by grace through faith. This birth is brought about by an incorruptible seed. It's just a little thing. It starts so small. We put our faith and trust in Christ. And it's below the surface again, right? But you know what begins to happen to an individual that puts their faith in Christ? All of a sudden you'll see a little shoot of green. You'll see evidences of life. Evidences of eternal life in, 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 in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in John 1, 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that what? Believe on his name. This is saving faith. It starts like a little seed, like a, like a tiny little seed. Jesus said in a parallel passage in Matthew Then came the disciples unto Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? He'd called them to go and do these miracles, but yet they were not able to. There was a limit, obviously, to their power. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain. We're talking about mountain moving faith. Remove hence to yonder place and it shall remove and nothing, nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it? This kind, meaning the kind that they, were, they, had, they had come up to and they were not able to overcome. He said, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. As you read these passages, it, is, it seems obvious to me that there are things that God has called us to do things that he has for us to do to accomplish his calling, we need faith. And we need to grow in that faith. It's the faith that we grow in as we uh, uh, hear God's word and do it. It's that faith that we grow in that enables us to obey his word, to accomplish his will in our life. We always, we talk about faith uh, here at Wellspring, we always want to put a definition to it. We don't want to make it just some like mystical thing out there. Oh, I have faith, right? The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Where does faith come from? It comes from God's word. Faith in God's word. And it comes from hearing God's word. But it doesn't stop there. It doesn't, you know, you can hear the gospel and it not affect you. You can hear God's word. And it not affect you. You can hear it. And the Bible says. Not mixed with faith. It will do no good. Not mixed with faith. So you hear the gospel. You hear 
the Word of God. You hear it, but then you know what we have to do? We have to do it. There's a poem John Greenleaf Whittier, uh, Whittier wrote. says, Nothing before, nothing behind. The steps of faith fall on the seeming void and find the rock beneath. As we, as we take steps of faith, you know what? Sometimes it looks like we have no idea which way it's going to go or how it's going to work out. But when you take that step, you know what happens? God's rock is there. His, his, he's got that sure footing for you. James talks a lot about this, doesn't he? In the book of James, he says, But be ye doers of the word. It's not just hearers, right? Not just hearers only. You know what can happen? This happens a lot for us as Christians. For some reason. And the Bible warns against it. That you can hear it so often. And so much. And not do it. That it becomes just like you become complacent. And he says, listen. It is possible for us to deceive ourselves. To know the truth, but not do it. To hear the word, but not put it to practice. He says, deceiving your own selves. James says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is likened to a man beholding his natural face in the glass. Could you imagine this? And beholding himself goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. It was like getting up this morning, looking in the mirror and say, I definitely need to comb my hair. I definitely need to brush my teeth. But then just not doing it. Just turning around and walking away. He said that's what it's like to be looking at God's word. And not putting it to practice. He says, but whoso looketh in the perfect law of liberty. Whoever looks in this mirror, this mirror of God's word and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful here, but a what? Doer of the word. This Man shall be blessed in his deed. You know what he says? We have to be a doer, not just a, not just a hear. This is increasing our faith. We're talking about increasing our faith. Can I say this? It, the application to this message may be just as simple this morning as this. Us putting to practice something that we already know. Us going ahead and saying, yep, I knew that. I knew that this was in God's word. And you know what? I, 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 can't, I can't lie to I can't deceive myself anymore. The Holy Spirit's prompting me, showing me. I, I, we're going to put some feet to this knowledge. We're going to put some action to what I already know. James says, even so faith in James 2.17. If it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Another way of saying that is, you know, you could talk a big talk. But if there's no evidences of it, then there's, there's no life. If there's no fruit, there's no life. You can talk about the roots, but if there's nothing happening, we've heard it said before, if someone as big as God moves inside and you don't feel it or know it, he's not living there. I mean, God is big. The third person of the Trinity takes residence inside of us. You'll know it. You'll know it. There'll There'll be evidences of it. There'll be works that come out. He says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works. Think about that. How can you show the world? How can we show without works? He says, I will show thee my faith, what? By my works. Thou believest there's one God. 
Thou doest well, the devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is what? Dead. So back to the text, back to where we started with the apostles, the disciples being honest with the Lord. How can we forgive seven times in one day? I don't know if you get the humor in this, but I kind of think this is you know, the same person. Eventually, you'd probably just want to get away from them, right? Seven times in one day, the Lord says, this is how you forgive. If he comes and repents, if he asks for forgiveness seven times in one day. And you know what the response to that was? Increase our faith. Because you know what it is? They're hearing God's word. But they're thinking, how in the world can I do that? That's what they're thinking. That's what, I, that's what we're thinking. And there's some things in, this, in the scripture that when we hear God's word, if we're honest with ourselves, don't try to be all super spiritual. Oh, there's nothing in here that I really struggle with. Come on. There's a lot of things that when we read it, we're like, how can I do that? How can that work in my life? How would I be able to accomplish that? And, and the true response to that would have to be, Lord, increase my faith. Meaning, help me to put feet to what I know. Help me to put action to what you've told me, to what you've showed me, right? The action part of faith, to obey God's word. And I believe that God wants to increase us. This is not a, you know, uh, health and wealth message this morning, but I do believe that God wants us to grow. He wants us to increase. He wants, he wants to, to increase us. But let me just say this. Not all increasing is good. I mentioned that uh, uh, passage while we were singing in Revelation. The Lord talking to the church at Laodicea. He says, I know thy works. Revelation 3. That thou art neither cold or hot nor hot. I would that thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art what? Lukewarm. And neither cold or hot. I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest. Here's what they're saying. I am rich and what? Increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. The Lord's talking to them spiritually. And he says, yeah, you say to me, you say to yourself. By the way, you might not say it to the Lord, but he knows our attitude. He knows our heart. And if we say, look, I'm, I'm good. I don't need anything. I'm comfortable in life. I am increased with goods. I don't have any need of anything. Then the Lord is looking at our hearts. You know what the Lord wants from us? He wants us to recognize our dependence upon him. And we are dependent upon the Lord. No matter how wealthy we be. That's the, that's the heart of David. The heart of David, whether he was the shepherd boy or whether he was increased with goods in a great kingdom, you know what he always had? He had the heart of saying, I need the Lord. I want the Lord. And that's what the Lord is saying. He's, he goes on to the very next verse in Revelation 3. He, he says that he counsels them. The Lord counsels the church to buy gold tried in the fire that they may be rich. He's talking about being rich spiritually, not rich physically. He says, come to me, come to me and I will increase your faith. 
You say, how is it that you can have that gold? How can you buy that gold? How can you have that gold from the Lord? In 1 Peter, he says, the trial of your faith. We've talked about this a lot. Faith will be tried. Faith will be tried. It's not faith. You know, you could say you you have faith, but until it's been tested, you don't really know. Until it's been tried, and it will be tried. He says, in the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold. You say, when's it turned to gold? When you put it to action. When you put the truth to action, it is a gift to God. You know, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. Our faith is fruit that God loves. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know what that means? Our faith pleases God. It's like gold to him. You say, can I give him something? Yes, faith. When it's tried, it's much more precious than gold that perisheth. Though it be tried in the fire, might be found under the praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Jesus tells a parable about being rich spiritually and poor spiritually. He spake a parable in Luke chapter 12, verse 16, unto them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This I will do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods. Stop just a second. Think about that for just a second. It's good to have goods. It's good to have your barns full. There's nothing wrong with that. You know where the person made the mistake? You know where he made the mistake? Thinking goods could help his soul. You can have all the goods in the world. The Lord said, what shall it profit a man if he gained the whole world and loses what? Own soul. You can have it all and that won't help your soul. And he thought, hey, because I have all these things, soul. He said, hey, you can... You can take, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. And God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. You know, to increase outwardly, to increase outwardly without faith, is like a building without a foundation. Even spiritually speaking. You know, as our families increase, and as our lives increase, and as our ministries increase, you know what we have to have to sustain it? We have to have faith. There has to be a foundation to to hold these things up. There has to be a root to the tree to, to sustain it. Without the roots, the tree will fall over at the first wind. In the first storm, the house will collapse without, you know what he said? Hearing his word. That's what he was telling us, the story of the wise man who built on the rock and the sand. Without it, it's, it, it doesn't matter how much it increases on the outside. If we don't increase in faith, it will not sustain. Hearing God's word and doing it. You know what this does? This honors God. This glorifies God. In Proverbs 3, 9 and 10, he says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine, what? Increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So it's, the problem isn't that the guy had barns that were full. 
The problem wasn't that, that he was, uh, that, you know, that he had plenty. The problem was that he wasn't honoring God. He wasn't recognizing God for his needs and for his provision and all these things. I, I would say most people would say, hey, I want to be filled. I want to have plenty. I want the substance to increase. But our increase is to honor God. We honor God with our increase, with our first fruits. This is worship to God. And our, our obedience of hearing and what? Doing. Doing. Increasing our faith by honoring God with our first fruits. This is a foundation. This is the foundation that will sustain his future blessings. His blessings of the, of the filled and the plenty and the bursting forth, right? God gives the increase. Do you believe that? That God gives the increase, spiritually speaking, and in all ways that God gives the increase? Many would say, yes, I believe that God gives the increase, but does the actions of our lives prove that? Do they match that? That we would say, hey, the way that I live shows that I honor God with my life by what? Doing what he's called me to do. Our lives, our actions will prove, prove it out more than our words. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, verses 6 and 7, Paul says, I have planted Paul, Apollos water, but what? God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Who gives the increase? God gives the increase. Do we have a part of it? Absolutely. We plant. You know, we sow the seeds. We water. He's called us to the harvest, has he not? He has. But who ultimately gives the increase? God gives the increase. It's a miracle. It's a miracle that you put a seed in the ground and the corn comes up. That's God's work. We put the seed in the ground. We may even have to irrigate it. We're going to have to harvest it. But God does the miracle. He turns it. He turns one kernel into how many? So many. He gives the increase. Physically and spiritually, God will give the increase. Listen, God gives the increase in our lives. Again, I mentioned this because I know there's a lot of folks personally in your lives going through things where you're about to increase, making some changes, making changes in work and in your career. And many uh, families are growing and, and uh, our church is growing. You know, next Sunday, hopefully, I don't know how many people had to park in the yard today, but next Sunday, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some uh, crushed limestone uh, parking lot to park in. Why? Because we've experienced some increase. We've experienced some increase. We're going to have a, a groundbreaking service uh, this afternoon for this new building. This groundbreaking shows that, you know, it's indicative of what's going on in here. We've grown. You know, we moved in here three years ago and how God, this building, and how God has blessed us here. We're just getting started. But yet to be able to think we're already able to start a new building and how God has blessed us here is a miracle. There's increase. There's increase. There's, there's no doubt about it. I was, um, I got a testimony I want to tell you about one of the churches in, in India. And so, by the way, um, as we're starting a foundation in, in the 
groundwork. Our new, one of our new Wellspring churches in Preshapalium is, uh, is doing the same, starting a new foundation. We sent the offering this last week, and uh, uh, that church is getting started. So while we're building one here, they're building one there. It's pretty neat. But we were praying on Wednesday nights for the, for the main church uh, in, in E-Road. And um, they experience real persecution, the Christians do there, uh, absolutely. And the main church there in the city, um, they were being pushed out because of, you know, the neighbors around, they don't like a Christian church. And so they were being pushed out of their building, and Pastor Kumar was pretty uh, concerned about this. So we've been praying about it as a church on Wednesday nights. And, you know, by faith... By faith, I was telling Pastor Kumar, hey, God's going God's to provide something better for you. It, you know, if he moves you out of here, God's going to provide something better for you. You know, I say that saying, isn't it easy how full of faith you can be for someone else's problems? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so easy to, from here to India. Oh, God's going to do something great for you, right? But when you're getting kicked out, it's a whole different story, isn't it? And so anyhow, they, they won't rent buildings to Christian churches um, really easily there. And I say all that to say uh, God worked a great miracle uh, for Pastor Kumar and this building he went to that was being rented. He called the, called the folks and told them, hey, we, we're looking for a church. We need a church. And the guy came down to meet him. Not a believer. Not a believer. Him and his mom came. And uh, he said, we're going to use this to worship God, this uh, building, just, you know, so they know, so they don't get kicked out later. And, uh, and uh, the guy says, um, he said he would rent it to him. And said, matter of fact, he was going to knock a little bit off of the rent. He said, so that would be my offering each, each month uh, to the Lord. And, and I believe that eventually this man will trust Christ as a Savior. I think this is the picture of the building. That's the inside. They fixed it up, got it ready. Look at this. That's our first service today. First service today. Isn't that awesome? The, uh, this, this morning, of course, they're ahead of us. He sent us these pictures last night of the first service. There are so many things. I could tell you the whole story and Thinegar could on how God worked it all out. But they had to have a, they had to have a, a down payment for this, uh, for this building. And, uh, you know, Pastor Kumar says he knew this a week ago. He said he didn't want to tell anybody. You know, he didn't want to call us and, and uh, let us know what was needed. He just began to pray about it. And there's an, uh, some new believers, some folks that had come to know Christ there in the church. And the man is a cripple. And in India, there's not the help uh, for the cripple that, you, you know, to be on disability or anything like that. He can't work. And his wife is a maid. It means she just goes into people's homes and, and cleans. And they have a really small income. And they said, but Pastor Kumar said, uh, he just prayed about it. Wasn't saying anything to anybody. They came to his home and said, we want to give an offering. We want to give an offering to be able to have this new, new building. And it's uh, 30,000 rupees, which is about for them a year's wages. To take care of this, to go in. And uh, Pastor, Pastor Kumar said, I couldn't do this. I can't take this from you. And they said, we want to do this. We want this. Uh, we want to do this for the church. We want to do this for this building. 
And, you know, when we were hearing this, uh, Pastor Kumar is telling us this testimony. We were FaceTiming with him yesterday, Finnegar and I. He was crying, uh, telling us these things, that, that God's people, how they'll uh, come together and how that was a worship, how this, this glorifies, you say, you say, what are you talking about? That glorifies God. It's like that woman that broke her alabaster box and God said, this will be a, a testimony of you wherever this gospel is preached. Talking about true worship, true steps of faith to be able to glorify God and to think of, to think of a church that's meeting in an area that's hostile to Christianity and hostile to this, you know, and God opened up a door. By the way, I... You know, like I said, it's easy to say God's going to give you something better. The church where they had before seated about 90 people. The church they have now will seat 400, he said. 350 to 400, plenty of room for Sunday schools and all these things. You know what God did? He gave them something better. He gave them something better. You know, I just think it's, it's amazing how God will begin to increase us. But with increase, with increase, there's always sacrifice. There's always a stretching. There's always a, uh, a step of faith. There has to be. There ha- God has to prove it. There has to be some sort of foundation underneath to hold the blessings on top. I think we're growing as a church. Our kids. How, how many kids are down in Sunday school in the kids club? My goodness. You see how many kids are down there? I came in on Friday and saw... How many kids were at the homeschool group? I couldn't believe it. Huge amount of kids. Most or half at least are not even from our church. And uh, I'll tell you, Miss Amy has seen some increase over the last year. That's a blessing though, isn't it? It's a blessing. You know what we need? We need some faithful men and women. When I say faithful men and women, I mean full of faith. Full of faith to sustain the increase as we begin to grow and continue to grow. Our faith will be be tried as we move into this new building. You know what we need as we go to build on the new the new all-purpose center? We need our faith to increase. And you know what we can do? We can encourage each other. It is a huge help. You know, I said it's easy for me from here to say to someone in India that God will provide. But I'm sure that that is an encouragement, isn't it? When we encourage each other in our faith and saying, hey, God will see you through. God will make a way. God will provide this to happen. You know, our, our last building project, when we built this, again, finished it three years ago. I'll, I'll tell you this. This building of this building was a faith-increasing experience project, which is to say that it was hard, that it was scary, you know, which was to say that there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, money, and time that went into constructing this church. But it paid off a million times. The rewards and the returns, as you think about anyone who was able to invest and help and be a part of this, to think of all the baptisms that we've had. We built the pond. We said we built the pond for baptisms. 
But think of all the folks that have trusted Christ and all the folks that have come and how God fills it. You know what it is? It's worth it. I believe that there's eternal fruits, eternal returns that come. You know, the early church saw this increase, did it not, in the book of Acts. The early church saw as they began to increase. And by the way, we increase not by special programs. We increase not by, you know, gimmicks and all these things. True, true growth of a church is the same today as it was in the book of Acts, where the Bible says the Lord added to the church such as should be saved. The Lord adds to the church as he wills by salvation, by bringing believers into the body of Christ. And even the early church, though, even this early church had its problems led by the apostles. It still had its problems. I want to look at one just for a second as they increased in Acts chapter six. Acts chapter six. The Lord's adding to the church. They're multiplying. They're increasing. What could go wrong? Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. The Bible says, In those days when the number of the disciples was what? Multiplied. They're increasing. They're growing. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. Think of that. There's growth. There's they're multiplying. They're increasing. By the way, never before had the, had the Gentiles and the, and the Jews been meeting together, part of one congregation. They'd never been in, in a church together um, like this. And there was some things that were getting neglected. There was some things that were getting overlooked, right? And the twelve, the apostles, called the multitude of the disciples onto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, who ye may appoint over this business. And we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so they have a problem. The numbers multiplying, increasing. There's a little bit of division in the church. There's some things that are being neglected. So the apostles, you know what they do? They pray. The Holy Spirit leads them to a solution. The Holy Spirit leads them to say, hey, to the congregation, look out among you, those that are honest and filled with the Spirit. By the way, I love that verse because the verse says that you'll know if someone's filled with the Spirit. Holy Spirit, you'll know someone has the fruit of the Spirit. He says, look out among the congregation and pick people that are Spirit-filled. Those, those, those that you can identify as being honest and full of the fruits of the Spirit. And so what they do is they choose those to be able to help in this area. And you know what the result of this was? The result of the solution? Look at verse 7. And the Word of God increased. And the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And, great, uh, and a great company of the priests were obedient unto the faith. You say, what was the result? There was more increase. There was more growth. There was, you know. Remember last week the message when, uh, when the multitude came to him? What was the first response? Send them away. Right? We don't have enough food. We don't have enough to be able to provide for them. Send them away. But that's not what the Lord wants us to do. The Lord wants us to, by faith, seek His will. Ask the Holy Spirit. I believe that there's a... You say, what are you trying to say? 
I'm trying to say the situation in your life that you're facing, maybe uh, because of some increase or some things going on, there is a spiritual solution for it. We can seek God and ask Him, and He can, by faith, increase our faith in order to uh, find the solution in, in, in the things that we can uh, accomplish for His glory and honor. The same in Acts chapter 16. The context of this is the church is growing. And so uh, Paul finds Timothy to be able to help him in the ministry. As the passage continues, they go through and start appointing elders for the churches as they begin to grow. And in verse 6, 5, here's what happens. As, as they do this, the solution, Acts 16, 5. And so were the churches established in faith and increased in number daily. I love that verse because it says they were established in faith. They're established in hearing God's word and doing it. And what was the result of it? They increased in numbers daily. In other words, they, the church had the foundation in order to sustain the blessings, in order to sustain the increase that comes. And this is what we are called to do as the body of Christ. So many passages about this in Ephesians 4 verses 15 and 16. The Bible says, but speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body, the whole body of Christ, fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. Look at this. What happens when the body works together? What happens when they're joined together and each, each piece meets the need of the other and helps and encourage the other? He says it maketh increase of the body and the edifying of itself in love. Can I tell you, for us to glorify God, for us to do what we've called to do, for us as a church to honor God, you know, you know who it's going to take? All of us. It's going to take all of us. This isn't just a, you know, a few people. No, it's the whole church. It's all of us working together, increasing our faith in order to honor God. He says the same thing in Colossians 2.19. And not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands, having nourishment, ministered and knit together, increaseth with the increase of God. You say, how does the church increase? By being established in faith. And fitted together, framed together, banded together, joined together. And what happens? God is glorified. God will, will see his work. Turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Last passage I'll have you turn to. 2 Corinthians 10. It's Paul's writing to this church, the second letter to Corinth. He says in verse 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and verse 12, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that uh, commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. By the way, this is good advice for all of us. We should not be comparing ourselves with others, spiritually speaking. You know, the our increase. This is not what this is, that's not what this message is about. And that's a dangerous place to be to start looking at everyone else and seeing how we measure up to them spiritually. This is about a personal thing where we must increase. We must increase our faith between us and God. Again, it's a dangerous thing to start comparing ourselves 
among ourselves or comparing our church with another church. Any of those sort of things uh, are dangerous. We, we as a, this individual local body, we give an account to God. And, we, and our, main, our main objective is not to make every other church happy with us, but as the bride of Christ, we need to make the bridegroom happy. Our, our purpose is to please God. And so we shouldn't be comparing ourselves with everyone else. But he goes on to say in verse 13, But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure, the rule which God hath distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. So Paul said, hey, because God helped me and gave me the grace and ability, I was able to uh, come to you, to reach you, to plant a church in Corinth, to preach the gospel in Corinth, and a church was established there. I was able to stretch myself enough to reach you. And he says, for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure, but though we reached not unto you, for we are come as far as to you also in preaching the gospel of Christ, not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of another man's labor, but having hope. When your faith is increased, here's what Paul's hope for this church is. Hey, I came to you and preached the gospel to you. And, I, and my hope is that when your faith is increased, right, that, ye shall be in, that we should be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly to preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. And not to boast in another man's line of things made ready to our hand. But he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. For not he that commendeth himself is approved, but whom the Lord commendeth. He says, hey, there's a danger of comparing ourselves among ourselves and... Um, you know, looking at everyone else's growth and growth and increase and, and, and comparing that with ourselves. No, this is about us, ourselves, growing in our own faith, increasing our own faith. But he says, I believe that when your faith is increased as a church, that you'll reach beyond yourself, that you'll go to the regions beyond to preach the gospel. You know, I believe that we can do uh, we can do more than what we really ever thought we could with God. I mean, I really do. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, God has done all these things for us. But to think of just in the last several years, how many, how many churches that we, we've been able to see uh, planted in the orphanage and all these sort of things. Uh, this, is the, this is the grace of God. But I've said this multiple times. We are just getting started. We are just getting started. There is so much more, I believe, that we can do as our faith increases. You know what will happen? We'll go beyond ourselves and continue to grow. The ministries that already are growing and new ministries, uh, you say, for what purpose? To preach the gospel to those that are lost. To edify the body of Christ. He said when their faith in, would increase, they'd preach the gospels to the region beyond. I want you to think about that for just a second. As God increases your faith, you're going to go to new places. There'll be new places for you. And many of you are thinking of new areas, new places in your lives right now that God's taking you. Uh, can I tell you, uh, I wouldn't worry as much about the places as I would about my faith. Increasing my faith that'll be able to sustain what God has for us. He will take us to those places beyond and beyond us, beyond what we think that we could do, beyond what is our own capability. 
As we hear God's word, we got to put it into action. We got to put it into action. How in the world, how in the world would I be able to forgive someone? That's what, that's what the apostles were saying. How in the world would I be able to forgive someone seven times in one day? If you think about that, it gets a little overwhelming. But if you think about it as one at a time, <laughs> you know, the first time they come to you and say you're sorry, okay, I forgive you. The second time, Lord, increase my faith. I forgive you, right? The third time, increase my faith, right? And that's how it is. Sometimes you start thinking all, all these things. You know, you know what we need? We need that grace for today. We need the faith for the step, the next step, the next step along the way. The next step that we have uh, to take our step in faith with God. So many of you are facing these situations. Would you pray just like the disciples? Just like the apostles. Lord, increase our faith. I believe as you put your foot forward in obedience, you know what God does? He gives strength. He gives strength. He gives us what we need when we need it. You say, I don't have the strength. You may be looking at something right now that God's telling you a step to take and you don't have the strength at the moment. You know, you don't have the strength at the moment. When we finished this church, as soon as we got it done, I said, I'm not going to be doing this again. Right. Then a couple years later and some egging on by Jordan and a few others. um, You know what? I thought, okay, we'll do it again. Here we go, Lord. Let's go. Right. You know what? You don't have the strength right now, but, but God will. As you take these steps, he will provide. Isaiah 40, 31. But they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Boy, that verse took a new turn for me this past week. We were, we were fishing on a lake, a mountain lake that we climbed up to in Montana. And I, I was going around the backside where it was just thick, uh, thick, thick trees and, and forest just right up to the water. And I stepped through this little opening, tiny opening pathway uh, between the the woods and the water. And all of a sudden I heard this, you know, just this huge uh, uh, wingspan just start to, and this eagle takes off off the ground about 12 foot behind me. But the only place he could go was through me. Uh, There was only to go out onto the lake. And I kind of let out a yell. It wasn't real manly, I don't think, but, (laughs) but I was letting the guys know they were on the lake that they could take some pictures of an eagle that was coming and man this this eagle flew within within two feet of me just humongous wingspan and the you know the 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 majesty the god's creation of an eagle full-grown bald eagle like that just amazing to think of god's creation if he can do it for the eagle he'll do it for us if he can do it for the eagle, he'll do it for us that put their faith in him. He said they'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Let's go to the Lord in prayers. We ask him as a church and as individuals that he would give us the strength, that he would give us that faith that we need for him. Heavenly Father God, as we come before you, we ask uh, for our church this prayer as we step into some a new areas of our church and some increase in our church. Lord, we ask that you would increase our faith. Lord, we pray this for each home and each person here. 
Lord, as, as we all are required and called by you to walk in faith and to live in faith. Lord, that there's areas of our life that when we read it in your word, when we hear it, we think, how can I? How could I? I don't know how it's possible. And Lord, we could be honest with you and tell you that, but also ask you, Lord, that you would increase our faith. Lord, we want to follow you. And Lord, we know that in order to follow you, we have to hear your word and walk after your voice. And Lord, sometimes the place you lead us and the direction you're going looks scary, looks hard. But it's better than any other direction, Lord. It's in your presence, and we know that. And so, God, I pray that you would stir up each and every individual's heart to take steps of faith, Lord, to seek in your word, to to read it, and then to submit ourselves to obeying it and taking action in our lives. Lord, we pray that this, uh, this message would have fruit that would glorify and honor you as a church and as us as individuals. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. challenged by this podcast leave a comment on the contact us page on our website or write to us at 2094 east state route 73 waynesville ohio 45068 and feel free to visit us if you're in the south dayton ohio area